What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to a podcast about New York sports. Sam, join with Matt. We got a lot to talk about. A big NFL slate, uh, NLCS, ALCS, getting through the thick and thin of that to what have become a very good series. And as always, we're going to get to the local team. Only one this week with the Giants, or sorry, the Jets on their bye. Uh, but first and foremost, Matt, I'd ask you how you're doing. I believe you have a little bit of a update for the listeners. You yeah, I have. Uh, I came down with something called Bell's palsy, so I have like I can only use like half my face. How bad do I sound right now on a scale of one to ten? Not terrible, but I I can see it being something that might get worse the longer you speak. <laughs> yeah. All right. So so this is going to be the biggest update of all. This is a Sam Solo show. Uh, but you know, when you're 10 and two in picks, uh, you want to come on here and give them yourself. So, uh, I just wanted to hop on, say hello. Um, I'm happy it's not a Jets week because that's kind of where I thrive, but, uh, I, I'm going to give these to you now. You could relay them in the pick segment later. Uh, but I have a one point play and a two point play. My Go one ahead. point Rams minus three at home versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. My two point play. Uh, the Lions are plus three on the road in Baltimore. I love those two. Uh, those are my picks. What is that? What is this show going to be like? Is this going to be heavy Giants, or is it going to be kind of half baseball, half Giants? We're gonna we're gonna get into a little bit of everything. I think uh, we around the yeah, some around the league. Me, myself, and I uh, keep keep myself company over here. And uh, yeah, I, you know, we'll, we'll get through it. I have to, you know, some somewhere in the show, I have to find a way to miraculously come up with what four or five picks to catch up with you in our in our pick segment. You're uh, running away from the, the entire leaderboards. It's uh, it's it's become a one horse race almost, but it's a long season. Uh, you have so, a, do you have a, an underdog play today? I won't no underdog play. I'm, I'm going with the safe, the safe approach. I'm not going to. I, when I see an underdog I really like, I'll take it. Nothing really on the board this week, underdog-wise, that I really, really liked. But I, I guarantee I have two picks that uh, – one that I think you'll like, hint, hint, or I know you'll like. And then another one that I have some very good conviction about. So we'll definitely get to that uh, with around, around the rest of the league. But, Matt, thanks for hopping on and updating everyone. Um, and my best. Thanks for having me. Have a hell of a show. Well, here we are. So week seven, I uh, can't believe it's week seven. I feel like every time we get to this part of the NFL season, it's always that feeling of, oh my God, I can't believe it's week seven. I can't believe it's week eight. Where is this season going? But here we are. Um, and uh, this game, let's get to the Giants first. Uh, this game is an ugly game. Let's just be point blank. This is a game where if you're a season ticket holder for the Giants and you had tickets to this and, you know, you had all the expectations in the world for this Giants team going into the season. This might be a game that you're looking to pawn off to a friend or, you know, be a nice guy and give it to your your niece or your nephew. Or This is an, this is an ugly game. Uh, two teams that are kind of just treading water here. Uh, I shouldn't really say that about the Commanders, but I guess my expectations are not as high as others. But the Washington Commanders come to MetLife to play the 1-5 New York football Giants, who might be without their quarterback again, Daniel Jones. Uh, I believe it was three straight days of practice in which he was 
had had no contact uh, at practice. So uh, kind of looking to see even a limited day of practice there for Daniel Jones. It's Friday about 12.30 that I'm recording this. So uh, the furthest update I have on Daniel Jones is that he still has not had any contact in practice as, and has been seen wearing that red non-contact penny or jersey that the uh, quarterbacks wear at practice. Um, so hard to evaluate this game right now, but I'll just evaluate it as if Daniel Jones is not playing. And I think this is, again, very ugly game. Betting-wise, uh, the commanders are actually giving two and a half points to the Giants on the road. Uh, taking a look at the commanders real quick. Uh, they get a win on the road last week against the Falcons. They get trounced by the Bears at home, which is really a bit of an outlier, I think, in their uh, their entire schedule. They it, it's they're ugly, right? So they they week one they beat the Cardinals by four. Looking back and now seeing what the Cardinals are, uh, you know that's not that impressive of a win whatsoever. Uh, next week they they barely beat the Broncos in a shootout, thirty five to thirty three, um, and you know th- this this defense constantly giving up. 30-plus, right? So they they play the Bills the next week, give up 37. Then they play the Eagles, give up 34. Then they play the Bears, give up 40. This this defense is pretty, pretty bad for the Commanders. And, uh, you know, for, for a struggling offense like the Giants is or are and like a team having to start their backup quarterback in Tyrod Taylor, there's kind of no excuse here to, to not put up, you know, Put up 24 at least, honestly. The if the you know the Falcons can put up 16 and the the Cardinals can put up 16. You if you're the Giants, you kind of have to see a performance better than those two teams to feel even somewhat of a semblance of you know positivity about this season. Because right now this Giants team is in free fall. Um, their their only win coming in that miraculous second half against the Cardinals, where you know let's be honest. The Giants looked really good against the Bills last week with Tyrod Taylor. Uh, a lot of a lot of different storylines going into that around Brian Dable and uh, Tyrod Taylor both being from um, that Bills uh, the Bills organization at one point. And you know uh, they they played well, sure, but you know only putting up nine in offense. They looked abysmal in the red zone yet again. Um, you know Barkley Barkley had some big plays, had some big runs, and he, he looked came out of the game healthy which is obviously what a lot of giant fans wanted to see but still these questions on the outside uh the you know darren waller had a good game against the bills but you know say what you're on about the last play call didn't come up with that that last touchdown there to win it at the end um and, and still is kind of a lot of giant fans are targeting as a, a big reason why this offense is struggling and, and i know he's he can't throw himself the ball i get it but you brought Darren Waller in to quote unquote change this offense, and you've changed it. You've just made it worse. And uh, you know against against what a lot of people might argue is one of the worst defenses in all of football. Probably is statistically the, the one of the worst defenses in all of football. You, you got to. Uh, my goal for the Giants is they can lose, and you can say that this season this season is just tanking. I guess if you get to one and six and a home game against the Commanders, I think it's. You're going to have to start to embrace the tank. But if I'm the Giants, you know, show a semblance of an offense. That's that's my goal here. And, uh, you know, if I want to give a really a real path to victory here for the for the Giants, you know, maybe their their defense steps up again there. I thought their defense played very well against the Bills. Um, got a couple turnovers there. And, you know, 
You do that against Josh Allen in that offense with a weapon like Stephon Diggs. Why can't you do it at home to a much lesser quarterback in Sam Howell? Much lesser weapons, uh, although underrated in my opinion. Dotson, Terry McLaurin, uh, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson. They, ha- they have some some talent on that offense there in Washington for sure. Um, but And then I guess my biggest concern, this... Uh, Chase Young on defense here for the the Commanders is always just going to be a game wrecker. And uh, against this Giants defensive offensive line, excuse me, I think that you know this he could be in for another game wrecking day. And uh, I think that if if you get if he gets going early, I, I'm a big believer in the snowball effect, uh, especially with defensive ends and defenses as a whole. Um, I thought that this would. He gets in the backfield early to Daniel Jones, or sorry, Tyra Taylor or Daniel Jones. Um, I think it could be a, a long day, and I think you might see some short passes from the Giants early, maybe some screens to Barkley early to get him uh, to get him, you know, upfield and kind of questioning his movement and whatnot. Um, but that's definitely going to be a concern of mine for the Giants this week. Um, last thing on this game, final score. Uh, I'll be a homer. Why not? Let's let's say Tyrod Taylor comes out and plays a very similar game to the one he played against the Bills. And let's say the same for the defense. And they, they actually even might look better because they're playing a worse offense. Let's I'll take the Giants here. Let's say let's say a 24-14 win here for the Giants at home. Make make the Giant fans feel a little little semblance of good. Maybe a couple of Saquon Barkley touchdowns. Maybe maybe a Darren Waller touchdown. That would be nice. How about that? Get the first touchdown of the game. Darren Waller touchdown, get the entire, uh, you know, crowd into it, I guess you can say, uh, and get come away with a win, man. Get to get that second win um, because you know who the Giants have next week, right? Yep, the, the, the red-hot, everyone's darling New York Jets uh, coming off of a bye, 3-3. Three and three. Zach Wilson uh, will be smelling blood in that Giant game. Uh, Half-joking, but... Uh, Let's get to the rest of the games because I think there's a lot of games this week that are uh, we might have the game of the year on Sunday night between the Dolphins and the Eagles. Uh, and then, you know, even 49ers again on primetime. Chiefs Chargers is a good game. A lot of good games here. Uh, let's get my picks out of the way. My first pick, my one point play, I'm going to take the Bucks minus two and a half as they host the Atlanta Falcons. And I'm thinking about this Bucks team. They start the season two and zero. They get a win over the Vikings, who, again, don't not not that impressive of a win looking back. And the Bears, again, same same deal, not that impressive. But I'm I'm not really looking more so at the wins that the the three wins that the Bucks have to evaluate them more so than I am the losses. So their losses this year have come to the Eagles, the Lions, and that's it. They, so those games are two of the better teams that are in the entire NFL and you know they they put up only uh, 11 points against the Eagles at home and then they put up six against the Lions this isn't a great offense that you know they're not getting there's defenses hanging you know you score you tell the 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 Buccaneers that the Lions are only scoring 20 going into a game and I think they sign up for that so I think this defense for the Buccaneers is is good even a little bit underrated I even say the offense is definitely in question but against the Falcons team that has given up 20 or more points every single week, or sorry, 19 or more points every single week outside of week one, I think the Buccaneers get it done. And then as for my two-point play, uh, unfortunately, McFeely and I are going to be side-by-side here 
we both love the Rams. We're always talking up the Rams and them only having uh, giving three uh, at home against the Steelers team that, you know, they, they, they're they three and two, sure, but I think none of these wins really excite you. They, they beat the Ravens. Great game, but a very gritty, defensive, ugly game against a, a Ravens team that, look, not for nothing, I'm not, I'm not too impressed by. Uh, so beat the Ravens. They gave up 30 to the Texans. Uh, barely beat the Raiders. Beat the Browns, sure. You know, very, very hit or miss here with the Steelers. Uh, on the road against a, a Rams team that I, McFeely and I love. Uh, we're, we're side by side there, and I love the, I love the Rams this week. Um, so getting to the rest of the games around the league. The first game I'll get to, the Browns and the Colts. Um, ugly one for sure. The the Colts giving, or sorry, the Browns giving three on the road, coming off a very hot uh, win against the 49ers. Um, Gardner Minshew now leading the Colts, and I'm not sure that's worse than Anthony Richardson uh, for the immediate future. Um, but I think this this Colts team is a little bit a little bit underrated even, and I think Gardner Minshew provides them with more of a stability on offense. I think you're going to see more Jonathan Taylor. But this Cleveland defense is really good, really, really good, and I'm not sure, not sure just yet if Deshaun Watson is playing. He's officially questionable at the time of me recording this. Um, I think it's suspicious. I'm going to stay as far away from this game as possible. But you know, a Colts upset here, I don't think I'd hate it. Honestly, I, I don't think it would be. I think if the Colts win this game, it's because they they dominate the ground and play good defense more so than Gardner Minshew lighting it up. And, you know, against the, the Browns' defense, uh, you know, not really having to worry about a quarterback, you know, lighting it up like that, and you don't really need to do that to win in, in I guess, my formula. I'll take I'll take the Colts with the points here uh, at home. The next game, uh, the New England Patriots, the 1-5, arguably the worst team in the entire league, New England Patriots, host the Buffalo Bills uh, Sunday 1 o'clock. Buffalo giving 8.5, big number. I'll lay it until the Patriots show me that they can stop an offense or end score the football. Um, it doesn't really matter to me how many points they're they're getting because uh, you know you, you need a score to win, and <laughs> this Bills team can definitely score, and this Patriots team can definitely not. And sometimes betting is just just as simple as that. Um, next game, probably one of the more intriguing games in the entire slate: the five and one Detroit Lions head to Baltimore and play the four and two Ravens. Ravens giving three, pretty much a coin flip here. I'm going to take the three, and, and, and I'll take the Lions. I, I really like them a lot. I think they could win this game outright. No David Montgomery is huge for the Lions this week. Um, I believe he has a punctured, uh, broken rib or something with his punctured lung, something like that. Uh, I, I'm not really too sure of the, the exact diagnosis they gave, but it was like a core injury or a rib injury of some sort. Uh, he's a big piece that they're missing. Don't really think it matters. I think this Lions team is a machine. And then as for the Ravens, Lamar Jackson is amazing. Love him, at, you know, as a, as a quarterback. But he's getting no help from the run game, no help from the receivers. Drops have been a consistent issue. Um, and I think that this is the best team that uh, he's played so far. And I think that the, the Lions are – this might be the, the game where the Lions are going to come and, and make a statement here against a team like the Ravens that – you know, are a lot of people think are very much contenders in this uh, strong AFC. I think the Lions come in and and prove that they're real, and this is the week that the Lions will 
put themselves on the map. And, uh, you know, with a lot of trade deadline talk looming, the Ravens could be a team that's very active. Uh, this could be a game that really depends or uh, really shows you what the Ravens might do. I'm, I, I definitely believe in that. So I'll take the Lions plus three there. The next game, I am just going to breeze over this game because the Raiders are heading to Chicago to play the Bears. Uh, Vegas is giving two and a half, two backup quarterbacks here. Um, you, no Garoppolo, no Justin Fields. This is ugly. Um, I, I, betting on this game would be crazy. And I I couldn't stay further away from this game as possible. Uh, I'll, I guess I'll just take the, the home, the better team giving uh, only just two and a half to win the game. So I'll take the Raiders giving the two and a half there. Already went over the Falcons and the Bucks. Already went over the Steelers and the Rams. Um, we spoke about the, the Cardinals and the Seahawks a bit, but I love the Seahawks here, minus eight. Um, the, I think the Cardinals are uh, regressing a little bit, I'd say. I think they, you know, at the beginning of the season, a lot of people's, a lot of people thought that the Cardinals would be just non-competitive all year. Turned out that they actually, you know, are slash were. And they, you know, I think they, they kind of played above their heads a little bit. And I think I, I can see them regressing back to more so or more closely to what a lot of people thought they were in the beginning of the season. And although it's funny to say that, I'm talking about a one in five team, but uh, nonetheless, I'll lay the eight points here with the Seahawks. Seahawks coming off a, a tough loss uh, last week to the Bengals. Um, and I think at home, the Seahawks get it done for sure. I'll lay the eight points there. Next game, Jordan Love versus Russell Wilson as the Packers head to Denver and play the Broncos. Broncos are getting a point at home, and I'll take it. I think that, you know, this is a, a very, you know, a lot of people talk about the, the Broncos as a team that they stink. They're, they're not that good. They only put up eight points against the Chiefs last week. I get it. But uh, if you kind of throw that game out there as an outlier, Russell Wilson's not, you know, has been putting up numbers. And I think in, in this spot here at home against a Packers team that hasn't impressed me whatsoever, uh, it's kind of on a, a definitely a downturn there. A lot of question marks about Jordan Love now um, and just the entire, I guess, uh, offensive scheme over there. Um, and I'll, I'll take the point here with the Broncos. I think they, they win outright. And, uh, you know, as to the Packers, like what I saw Jordan Love early, they've been hit with some injuries without Aaron Jones last week, still questionable this week. Christian Watson missed a lot of time earlier in uh, earlier in the year, still getting his feet under him. Um, I, I'm going to take the, the point here with the Broncos. Next game, big one. This is uh, definitely thought of this as one of my picks. The Chargers head to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. Chiefs 5-1 and one and giving five and a half to the two and three chargers that i'll be honest i was not impressed with them last i saw of them they they play the cowboys and look the cowboys are uh you, you can say what they want you want about them but they're they're one of the better teams in the entire league in my opinion um indisputably uh and then the chargers hung in there for for much of that monday night game but just couldn't get it done losing 20 to 17 but my problem isn't really more so you know them hanging with teams but this, this is a team that's that's prided itself on, you know, great offense. Mike Williams hurt for the year. Austin Eckler still coming back from injury. Played last week, but not sure if he's 100%. Keenan Allen has looked amazing. And, you know, you ha you check all these boxes here, but when is it going to turn up in the record book, right? The, you know, it's something's missing here with this team. On paper, this is an amazing team is what I'm trying to get at. But eventually it's got to turn into wins. I don't think it does this week, and I think that this might uh, – 
might, I don't want to say change the trajectory of the Chargers uh, season this year, but I think it'll definitely may, make people see them differently uh, going forward after this game. And then as for the Chiefs, you know, they're, they are what they are. The, the glitz and the glam, they're the, the standard of the NFL year in, year out now. Uh, very, you know, Patriots dynasty-esque in my opinion. Um, uh, Travis Kelsey, obviously, everyone knows what goes on with him now. Is he's just the the biggest star in the entire league? Um, I, I, you know, five and a half. It doesn't scare me too much. It scares me enough not to make it one of my picks this week. But uh, I think if I think I do like the Chiefs here to to win by win this game by, you know, at least at least the touchdown. Um, last two games here, the the primetime games, and when I say primetime for this Sunday night game, this is a heavyweight bout. Uh, pay-per-view Madison Square Garden the Miami Dolphins heading to Philly to play the Philadelphia Eagles a battle of the five and one teams could this be a Super Bowl preview a lot of people might say uh, Eagles are giving two and a half at home this is uh, early contender for a game of the year on paper um, you know what can you say about these two teams everyone knows about the Dolphins offense uh, everyone knows about you know how prolific the the Eagles have been. Uh, you know even even with you know seemingly looking not a hundred percent right. I think a lot of people would say Eagles are five and one, but there hasn't really been a game where it looked like they were a hundred percent clicking on all cylinders. It, it, am I going to believe that this is the game that they turn it on? Uh, not sure, but I, I I think that this is a good spot, uh, and I think as for me picking this game, I'll take the I'll lay the two and a half here with the Eagles. My, my problem with the Dolphins is, and I don't want to undermine them whatsoever because they're, what they've done and, and McDaniel's done over there has been so impressive. Uh, the offense is absolutely electric, uh, and they're just a fun team to be around. Uh, or not be around, but wouldn't know myself. But there's a fun team to, I guess, observe, I should say, uh, with all the Tyreek Hill uh, stuff after his touchdowns and you know just all the positivity coming out of Miami now. My problem with them is... I'm a big believer in sustained drives over the home run hitters. And it's like, it's very like baseball thinking-esque where, you know, would you rather hit, have a whole lineup of guys that, that hit singles and can drive each other in and move people around versus having, you know, three or four guys in a lineup that any given pitch can hit it 400 feet. And I think the Dolphins are the 400-foot hitters. And, uh, you know, against against a great team like the Eagles and a team, again, on the road, uh, going to be a, probably a little bit chilly in in Philly on uh, on Sunday night. Uh, weather's going to be a little different here for the Dolphins. I, I like I like the Eagles here. I think they they win. Um, not and again, if this game is played in Miami, I'd probably take Miami. Uh, to be honest, I think it's that close of a matchup. Two and a half is a perfect number. Uh, I'm honestly gonna, not probably not even going to bet on this game, but just enjoy. Uh, I'll kind of root for both sides here. So. Uh, as for the podcast pick here, I will give I'll give the two and a half and take the Eagles. And then Monday Night Football, we see arguably another one of the best teams in football, if not the best, the San Francisco 49ers, 5-1, head to the Justin Jeffersonless Minnesota Vikings, who find themselves at 2-4, primetime Kirk Cousins against the best team in football. I'm going to I'll lay the points with San Francisco all day, and I think seven is a great number here. Uh, I, I think that I, I think the 49ers on, on a neutral playing surface are definitely 10 points better than the Vikings. So to give to give the Vikings three points for uh, just being home, uh, I'll lay it. I think it makes a lot of sense. 
And, and you know, as for the Vikings, it's going to remain to be seen who can really step up on this offense here. Uh, is it Madison? Is it Osborne? Is it who knows? They have a, a, a good offense, but a lot of guys that I think are very complimentary pieces to a, a guy like a Justin Jefferson. Uh, that And then again, a guy like Kirk Cousins who slings the ball around the field all the time. Uh, I think it's a... It's going to be interesting to see if it step the, who steps up again. But against this 49ers team, I don't even know if, if anyone in the league can step up against this team. Um, and again, coming off a loss here, remember the 49ers, their perfect season gets ruined. You can think what you want about, you know, the, the mental state of players going into games or whatnot. But I think having that undefeated monkey off your back kind of could be a good thing if I could spin it that way. Um I think the Vikings handle business here. We've seen them on primetime before. I've seen positive things out of them on primetime. I've seen negative things out of Kirk Cousins in primetime. So uh, I'm gonna I'm just going to use the simple logic there and take the Vikings. Um, and then that'll do it here for around the league. Let's touch on a little bit of baseball here real quick. Tonight, the NLCS is underway again with Game 4. The Philadelphia Phillies in Arizona at 8 o'clock, as well as the ALCS, Houston Astros at Texas Rangers. Rangers, Astros tied at 2, Phillies D-backs, Phillies with the lead 2-1. Real quick, I'll give my picks here. I think the Phillies are just the better team. I thought that the this this could be my prediction on this whole series was a gentleman sweep the entire time. Um, and I think the, the Diamondbacks got their game. And I, I think the Phillies are, you know, they, they can kind of look at themselves and and say, you know, we let we let one get away. Uh, I thought they were, you know, very, very much, you know, in that game. Obviously, they only lose 2-1, comes down to the wire there. Uh, but other than that, I think that the the Phillies are just a better team. Both these teams have two guys who aren't, aren't normal, you know, rotation pieces. Uh, Mantiply for the Diamondbacks, Sanchez for the Phillies. You know, we could see a high-scoring affair, and I think a high-scoring affair here uh, definitely favors the Phillies. And then as for the ALCS, 2-2, we see a magnificent game last night where Jose Abreu hits a three-run home run to kind of put the nail in the coffin of that game, and the Astros even up the series, and it's an absolute gem of a pitching matchup. Justin Verlander, a 1.4 ERA in two starts this year versus Jordan Montgomery, the Yankee fans' favorite. Montgomery comes in 2-0 with a 2.08 ERA, I mean, this is a this is a matchup and a half. This is exactly what you want in a playoff baseball. But uh, you know, all things considered, I think I like the Rangers here. To be honest, and a lot of there's a lot of things in this game that'll that would point me to the the Astros and just conventional thinking. But I don't know what it is about this this Rangers team. They they get home and I feel like Semyon and Seager definitely just something happens to them where when they're home they they just become absolutely different animals and very much like what I feel like Bryce Harper and Castellanos are like with uh with the Phillies but um I like the Rangers here I, I like what I've seen out of Jordan Montgomery and, and the good thing about Jordan Montgomery is he's not really a guy that's looking to to strike you out more so than just he's just a master of uh, of getting you to to make a mistake hitting and it's an interesting style of pitching that I like to watch uh, and I've, I've seen it, I've seen him very kind of up close and personal per se when he was with the Yankees. Uh, and, and I, I, have always liked him, uh, you know, as just, I think he really, really knows how to pitch and he's more of like a classic kind of Mike Mussina esque sort of pitcher where he's, again, he's looking for contact, low pitch count could give you some length here. And, it, and it, for a Rangers team that, you know, 
doesn't necessarily have the best bullpen here. Uh, I think if you if you can get length out of your your starter, I think that favors the the Rangers at home. So I'll take the Rangers there. Um, and let's just hope for for a good weekend of sports, a big UFC card. Um, I'll be back next week with Brandon to we'll get into the NBA because NBA is tipping off next week. Uh, Matt and I are also planning on having a little bit of a Rangers Devils segment uh, sometime soon where we might have some some of our buddies on for that. Some of our bigger Devils and Rangers fans talk about uh, some of their the season previews there. I know the season is underway, but um, we'll get we'll definitely wanted to get to hockey a little bit. Um, but again. Thank you all for listening. Uh, everyone wish Matt the best. Uh, you know, he, he'll be fine, but, you know, still still feel kind of kind of bad for him. So uh, thanks for listening. Follow us on all our socials. Enjoy the weekend and have a good one, everyone.